Have you heard? We are so dang excited about the launch of this podcast that we're giving away two $50 Amazon gift cards. Entering is easy peasy lemon squeezy. Just screenshot this episode, share on social, and tag me. If you could also include a line or two about your favorite takeaways, I would love to hear what resonated with you the most. Winners will be announced in Gather and Growth episode four, so be sure to tune in. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Gather and Growth Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Katrina Kluster, who is a wonderful friend of mine, and I'm so excited for our conversation all about building habits. Katrina is a life and business mindset coach for new entrepreneurs. She helps women who know they were made for more build the mindset to courageously go after what they really want. Instead of focusing on what everyone else wants them to do or what they think they should do, Katrina helps women do the inner soul searching to find out who they are without their masks, what they really want, and what's getting in their way. She then helps them create a personalized plan, create more of what they want. Through this work, Katrina's clients are able to show up as their truest selves and make the massive impact they know they were here to make in their lives and businesses. Welcome, Katrina. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Ah, Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I think this conversation has been a very long time coming. Um, Katrina and I are frequently messaging back and forth about what's going on in life and in business. Um, and we've both participated in some different habit challenges, which what prompted us to, to bring this to the podcast. So Katrina, if someone is not quite familiar with you yet, I would love for you to share who you are, what you do, where you live, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so I am Katrina Kluster, and we met initially because I live in rural Iowa, so I live on a farm, and we were both educators at one point in our lives and have moved into entrepreneurship, and so we have that connection of moving out of more of a traditional career path and into what kind of feels a bit like the Wild West, really, and leaning into um, this idea that there really aren't any rules and learning how to trust ourselves. And it can feel kind of scary. And so building community and having other women that really get not only this lifestyle of like living on a farm, but also that internal desire of wanting more. Um, and so we connected over that. And I love having, like you said, I love being able to reach out to you and just share our lives together and feel like, you know, I'm not alone in this. But I do work with women who are really just feeling that pull. I used to call it like a bubbling up inside of wanting more. And there's often some sort of guilt in that because typically we have like these amazing lives. We have fabulous families. We um, like really from the outside, everything looks good. And it really is. But also we have this, just this pull 
to be more in our lives, to create more of an impact. And so my what I feel like I'm called to do is help women figure out what that is without the guilt and just like truly taking off all of that, like the facade, the pretending and diving into what it is that they want, but then figuring out again, what's getting in your way of actually creating more of that, which we'll talk about with the habits here. And then just going after it, like boldly and courageously chasing their dreams and also loving the lives that they have, right? So like you can have it all is kind of what I think. Absolutely. Gosh, did did you just summarize the whole point of this podcast? Like (laughs) (laughs) this is why we could talk for probably four hours. Um, I love you. You shared about you know, having a good life and everything that you're doing, it's going well, but you just have this tug that, gosh, something is out, else is out there. There's an impact I feel like I'm ready to make. I'm just not sure what that looks like. So I would love if you could share more about what your story looked like. I know you said you were in the classroom. How did you get from where you were at that point to where you are now? Yeah. So I'm I'm going to be 45 this summer and around when I was about 37, I had that internal what I used to call I had no language around this. So at that time it, I called it a bubbling up inside. And instead of recognizing that that actually is something many women go through and I was maybe leaning into like this next level of myself instead I really felt the guilt. I felt the self-judgment and I decided to not really listen, like slow down and listen to that. And instead I thought, oh, what this means is I need to keep like hustling for more. And so I ended up really like doing all that I could to reach those upper level Uh, leadership roles. And I got to the highest level that I could get to. And um, then I decided, okay, so like I looked around and I was like, this is it. Like there's got to be more. So then I pursued my master's in counseling. And even then I was just still feeling that internal struggle for what, what is, what am I missing? I have everything on the outside that like creates a fabulous life. I have an amazing husband, a daughter that I love, like everything is great. And so then the guilt set in about like, I should just be happy with where I am. And anyway, so in that process, weird story, I kind of ended up in the, on this path of the finding the fire community, which I don't know if you know about what that is, but financial independence retire early. So it was like all of this, like money mindset work. And with the idea of like, you don't have to stay in a career forever. If you're not really fulfilled, there is another way. But really, it was with this idea of scrimping and saving and being very, very frugal. And there aren't some pieces of that that I thought were fabulous, but I love to travel. And I just more instead of feeling like boxed in. And so that led me into the coaching world, which for me felt like, I, I think I had this, it sounds so cheesy like this. Why doesn't everybody know about, I just won the lottery. And this is exactly what my whole entire life like set me up to be able to do. I was meant for this work. And why doesn't every woman in the world know about this? So that like led me down this other winding path. This is the story of my life. It's always a winding path. But adventure, really, it felt like of this is my calling. This is what I was meant to do. And 
I can build a business that helps women. That's all I've wanted to do is help people. And so as an educator for over 15 years, I was in social work before. I'm like, oh, I found it. Like, this is my golden ticket to be able to do what I was meant to do and like be able to provide for my family and help support them in that financial way. It's like the best of all all the things that I was wanting. So that led me here. I'm working with what I call like soulmate clients who are also people who just really want to help others, but have this real need for doing it in maybe an unconventional way, right? Like letting go of the rules and listening to themselves and trusting themselves and going after those, what we call like their dreams, right? Gosh, I align with that so, so much. And I think I think back to when I was approaching college and what do I want to do? Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people go into education or related fields is I want to help people. And I, I recently heard it said, and I can't remember where it was, is you don't find your passion, you build your passion. And then all of a sudden you get to this place that you're like, oh, I did this and I did this and I did this to set me up for what I'm doing right now. Like this is where my passion is in this season. And this is how I can really fully step into my calling. Yeah. And I just feel like, I think you maybe have a similar situation where I look at my husband and he always knew always knew what he, I feel like that man was born knowing I want to be a farmer. This is exactly what I was meant to do. He's so creative and he's such a fabulous entrepreneur and just a go-getter. But I didn't have that same, like I knew I wanted to help people, but what does that look like? And so my path was so what I would call windy. And now I'm in this place where I realize, like you said, oh no, every experience I had led me here and they were all for me. And it just is, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So. Absolutely. And I even think back, like I did think, oh, I'm going to be a teacher in this same small school for the rest of my career. But then even in the middle of it, I'm like, something isn't right. And so, you know, following those breadcrumbs and stepping into the unknown has got me from there to where I'm at now. And to transition, I think back to my time in the classroom and how I really didn't have the mindset or habits to support my physical, my mental, my emotional health, which I think partly led to that feeling of burnout that I experienced. And I I wonder if your experience is the same. Yeah, I remember my second year into teaching. And I I always thought I was going to be an elementary teacher and I ended up teaching upper level Spanish at the high school level. So I was challenged and way outside my comfort zone for one thing. Like I really had, I didn't have the identity embodied of being a high school teacher. And so that in and of itself was stressful. But I remember in my second year, I I noticed myself starting to move into that needing to be perfect. And especially because the kids that I was working with were straight A students coming from families that had very high expectations. And so of course, like I needed to show up in that way, but I started to create these habits that were really unhealthy, more moving into like that. Yeah. Like I said, that perfectionistic way of being, but I remember my second year in talking to a veteran teacher and I said, oh my gosh, is this like, does this ever get easier? And he said, it does at about five or six years in, it starts to get easier. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could do this for five or six years. I have got to find some ways of being and some habits that I have in place so that I'm not scrambling to get 
everything done. And instead, this is like a well-oiled machine that allows me to joyfully do what I'm doing. Yeah, that's so cool. So when we when we talk about habits, I mean, that's something that I share a lot about. I imagine that that you talk about this with your clients as well. Like what what do we even mean when we're talking about habits? What is a habit in your definition? Yeah, I guess I think like a habit is something that we're doing on a regular basis. But I mean, like there's habits that support the person that you want to be and there's habits that that don't. And so depending on the type, I think we all have habits. It's just whether or not they are intentional or whether or not they are the ones that we are doing on default without really thinking about it. For sure, because that's, you know, a, a habit is something we do without even necessarily thinking about it. It's part of our routine. And I didn't necessarily even recognize that I had the choice to change what that looked like because so often we go through our days on autopilot. So we're not even taking a second to, to step back and thinking about how am I setting myself up to take care of myself um, through the lens of habits. And for me, in my own personal health journey and when I got into personal growth is when I even recognized that I had the choice to intentionally build or break those habits in my life. Yeah, for sure. I think that most people aren't even thinking about it. Like you said, they're just on autopilot and we're just doing, right? And I think most people, I would say, are in like more survival mode where like they're just trying to get through the day to even talk about intentional habit creation for a lot of people isn't even on their radar. So I think it takes maybe opening your mind and wanting more of that personal development and growth where like people come into your community after they've already started to open that new door for themselves and then they're ready for that next step. Absolutely. I know that you work with women who are chasing big goals. How can they best use habits to support their physical, mental, and emotional health as they chase those big dreams? Yeah, I think it starts with really knowing ourselves, right? So helping them to even understand who they are and then deciding intentionally what they want to create. Because if we don't know what we actually want and we're like disconnected from who we are, we don't even know what habits we would like to start to implement into our lives to create more of what we want. So I think that it starts there. But I think what happens often, which I guess we'll get into this, but is that instead of looking in, we're looking outward. I think one of the big, what I think is like kind of something that sounds kind of shiny and most entrepreneurs think I have to be up at five o'clock in the morning in order to be a successful entrepreneur. And you absolutely can if that is something that supports the life that you want, but that's not required. And so just like really leaning into, okay, so what do I want to create? And then deciding from that point, And so what do I want to implement as habits instead of looking outside? And then I think it is about starting small, especially as we're just moving into this space of entrepreneurship or any any personal growth, right? Starting small. You and I have talked about this so many times, but I think we get into this place of like wanting that net, my big shiny next step or up level, but Really, it starts with being very intentional on a on a, a smaller level, so that we can. I always think like, so our success is inevitable. Make it so small that there really is no way to fail, and then you can build on those as you. Like it's a skill, right? So as you gain that skill of 
doing what you said you were going to do and showing up for yourself repeatedly, then you can build that skill to be able to make those bigger jumps. Absolutely. There are two things I wanted to unpack there. Um, The first being that intentionality of turning inward. And I think that this is true across the board in life, but when we're looking to build new habits and we find things like, oh yeah, I need to do that. I see that she's doing that. I should do that too. And we constantly chase this rabbit hole of trying to insert someone else's expectation or what worked for them into our life. Then we struggle to keep up with it because it's not true to what actually makes sense for our lives or that even aligns with the goals that we have in the first place. And I think that requires a lot more intentionality and turning inward of what do I really want and what's actually going to get me closer to where I say I want to be. Yeah, I think it's kind of scary though, because I think we're good at turning in and asking ourselves what we want when we're in elementary school and junior high and high school. And we then start to chase that, right? And when we get to that point where we, I don't know, I would say mid-20s and we've done all, kind of like checked all the boxes, I think then we're on autopilot. Most of us are just in the in the rat race, right? We're just doing and not with intentionality, whereas this requires us to slow down and like I don't know. I think it can feel very uncomfortable because it is almost, for a lot of women, I think they think it's selfish, but it feels like we're going back and it isn't going back. It does feel like that though when we slow down. We're so used to being busy and just like hustling forward. And that isn't what's going to help you to create like lasting change with habits that really are about what you want and need. Absolutely. So in the habit challenge that I facilitate called UDU82, which we'll dive more into, I see that come up a lot. People are like, but but what habits do I write down? What, what, what should I do? And I'm like, well, here are some things that have worked for me, but by all means, please do not copy and paste this into your life if it doesn't make sense for you. It's, it's great to get some inspiration and see some ideas of maybe what other people have found to be helpful. But at the end of the day, if it is so far-fetched for what your daily life looks like, then, then that's not the best place to start. And I love that you got into this of keep it simple, keep it small. And then, and then grow from there. Yeah. I think it's really easy also to look at what people who you, like you're looking at them and you're thinking, oh, I really love what she's doing. And I would like to create more of that in my life. And it's very easy, I think, especially in this entrepreneurial world to, to think that how they got there was just a simple step. And instead of recognizing the amount of intentionality and hard work and dedication and failing forward repeatedly allowed whoever it is you're looking at to get where they are. And so just giving yourself some grace if you're in that beginning stage to say, I am, this isn't going to happen overnight, but like starting really small, meeting yourself where you are with tons of self-compassion to say, okay, this feels really uncomfortable, but I'm not going to look outside of myself. I'm going in and I'm going to ask myself what I want and I'm going to start really small. And it's not going to feel like enough for a lot of women, especially the women I work with are really driven. Like it's not maybe going to feel like enough, but it is like it really can be those small 
initial steps will get you there. I promise. I love that you said that because one thing I also hear when women do take the opportunity to step back, they're like, oh, my habits on my tracker are embarrassingly small, but this is what I need right now. But I I feel like I, I should be doing more than this. And I'm like, high five celebration. Can you talk more on how, you know, really getting back to basics and starting small builds confidence and sets you up for success in the long run? Yeah, I think what we think it has to be is something complicated and really big. And I think we all probably have to go through this to a certain point. I would say my health journey in general has been a prime example of this. I was for 30 years, 30 plus years dieting and the on and off. And I would make it to Wednesday or Thursday, white knuckling it and then fall off the wagon. And then, you know, it was just like a free for all for the rest of the weekend because I was not actually meeting myself where I was. And when I finally decided like, I am never dieting again in my life. And I'm going to stop trying to hate my body thin because I have done that my whole life and it hasn't worked. I think every woman would be very thin if hating our bodies actually worked, right? (laughs) So it was like, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to meet myself where I am. And I'm just starting with, I am eating three full meals. And it was like, oh, and I'm going to walk. And, you know, it's like starting with things that are very small. I'm going to make sure I, I sleep for seven to eight hours a night. So those kinds of things where you're like, it seems too easy. No, actually, those are the things that really create great success. I mean, think for you and me, when we were doing 75 hard, one of the things that you look at, you're like, yeah, this isn't very hard. I mean, they're not like super challenging things that are on that, right? But when you get into it, it's like, oh, no, this is inconvenient. This really is hard. It's they're simple, but it is hard to implement change. So starting small. And again, like we said, not, I would say not too many, not too big. And then you, you and I have talked about this so many times, allowing for the imperfections, allowing yourself to make mistakes and keep moving forward, choosing yourself again over and over and over and seriously leading with self-compassion and not from a place of you get to just do whatever you want. That's not true self-compassion, but like, I always think about it. What I teach my clients is this idea of like mothering yourself. So if we think about the way I always think my husband and I, as we're raising our daughter, we're like, from the beginning, we are raising an adult. We are raising somebody that will be an adult. What do we, what do we want to instill in her? How do we want her to see herself? What do we want her to be able to believe and do? And so when we're thinking about that, like having her sit down and eat Oreos all day because that would be enjoyable for her isn't what's going to allow her to create the life she wants. So the same thing is true when we are building habits for ourselves. It is holding ourselves accountable with so much love, but from that, like, mothering ourselves and holding ourselves accountable. Yeah. And and I, I think it's really thinking of like, what do you actually want your life to look like? Because we can jump into anything for a certain period of time. We can hold ourselves to some standard with a program or with a challenge or with whatever for a certain extent before it's not sustainable anymore. And I think that's where we find the commonality in this in this quote-unquote diet culture is do this for a certain number of days and don't deviate and then you'll have the result that you want. And while that might be true, what happens after that period of time? Or what happens after 
three days or three weeks and you can't keep up with it anymore. Then you're 20 steps back from where you even started. So where my health journey took a totally different turn than anything I ever did in my 20s was what kind of person do I want to be? What do I actually want my days to look like? How do I want to feel? And what habits can I build into my day that supports that and that I can do for the rest of forever? hundred percent. I am with you all day long. That's the deep identity work, right? That's not this, I'm going to do something for 30 days and white knuckle it and hustle. This is looking at if I want to build this life that I love and that allows me, like I think about some of my goals as I'm setting out some of my goals because I'm going to turn 45 and I look at this 10 year period of time. What do I want to be able to do in, in 10 years when I'm 55? And working your way back, like what does that look like on a day-to-day basis so that you're able to show up intentionally and create, like, I think this is like that creating your future from your future, right? Stepping into five years from now. When you can, I always think about like when my daughter is off, going off to college in six years, like what do I want our lives to look like? What do I want? Even when she, I think about when I have grandchildren, like what do I want to be able to do? I want to be able to play with them and still be active. And so how am I going to set myself up right now so that I'm taking care of my body so I can still move freely in 15, 20 years? Absolutely. 100%. And it's, it's so, Interesting because when I started focusing on taking care of my health, and from that same standpoint of what kind of mom do I want to be? How much energy do I want to have? What do I want our days to look like? How do I want to feel when my head hits the pillow? And I started approaching movement from what makes me feel strong, what makes me feel healthy, what do I love? You know, what kinds of foods make me feel again healthy and strong? What you know, makes my joints feel good? What doesn't give me brain fog? When I really started approaching this of what do I want my life to look like and how do I want to feel? Those physical results that I'd been chasing for so long with no success naturally followed because I was doing it from a place of love, from a place of care and from a place of health. Yes. I love it. It's a huge shift. And I think then when we do that and we share this, then we're like showing other women, no, what the diet industry is teaching us is not healthy. And it truly is about them making money and they're making a ton of money off of us. And instead, what we can do is something that feels, you know, very revolutionary to actually listen to ourselves and ask ourselves what we want in a way that is going to fill us up and then do that. Like, I just think, I, yeah. I I like have been on this journey. The other thing we talked about is like, it's a longer period of time, right? I've been on this journey for sure. now for years and I feel like now it's just who I am and it's never ending. There's no, there's no goalpost. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's it. Game over. No, like this is a forever journey with myself. Yes. It's it's a long game. That's the thing. It's not sure. something you um, magically create in 30 days and never think about again. It is truly what does the rest of your life look like? And then doing that on purpose every day. And I think for me, where this mindset shift also came in, and I know you talked a lot about self-compassion, is sometimes things are chaotic. We both live on the farm and we can have the best of plans and that's all going to get thrown out the window. So what impact does it have? 
to recommit or to try again or give yourself grace and get back in the game the next day or next week. If you've been hanging out with me online for a few years, then I know you've heard about my personalized habit challenge, UDU82. Through this challenge, women like you intentionally choose habits to build or break for 82 days through the mindset of progress over perfection. At its core, UDU82 is an experience and community to help you show up for the life of your dreams. To learn more, tap the link in the show notes listed below. Yeah, I think one of the things that I think has been really powerful in my work with my clients and myself is really looking at my real life, not looking at somebody else's life, but like and planning intentionally looking at, okay, so if we are in the middle of field work, what what extra responsibilities are on my plate and how do I need to restructure things so that I can be successful, but also looking at what are kind of my baseline then habits where I can say, I'm going to come back to this and I'm going to allow myself to say, this is enough for this season and pat on the back, you did it. And we're going to move on, like celebrating those small things. And then I would also say one of the things you and I talk about so often is, and I experienced this in 75 hard and I'm thrilled. This is the place I came from, but I failed. And instead of seeing myself as a failure and thinking of my worthiness as not being, you know, enough, all of that, it was just a a totally different relationship that I have with myself now than I did five years ago, where I could say, no, I committed to this and I'm intentionally going to start again, but nothing is wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Instead, I'm just going to decide and commit again and not let it mean anything about my worthiness. And I think, you know, we'll get into your program and the comparisons a little bit here. But I think that's really with anything, allowing yourself to make mistakes, right? Yeah. And then deciding intentionally not to make it mean anything about you as a person, but looking at it more from a bird's eye view and deciding like, and now what do I want to intentionally decide for that next step? And like I used to do with my on again, off again dieting and all of this unhealthy, you know, habits that I had then, it was this, well, now I'm going to go, I'm just, I give up. I'm going to go to the pantry and do, you know, like, (laughs) just like a free for all basically for three days straight. And instead now like recommitting and redeciding every, every next opportunity, as opposed to feeling like you have to wait until a Monday to start again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just to give a little bit of context, um, 75 hard is a habit challenge where you are prescribed a, I think it's seven habits and you have to do them every single day, 100% for 75 days. And if you miss one thing on one day, you go back to the beginning, which we've had conversations about, like there is some value in, but there is also, I think some points that concern me with what that does from a mental health perspective and from a physical health perspective. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. And I think for me personally, I was ready for this now with where I am now in my journey with myself. However, I think this particular challenge would have been very difficult for me emotionally and would not have been very healthy had I done this two years ago, three years ago. And so I think we have to, this comes back to really knowing ourselves and being really intentional with what are our reasons 
for committing to this or or wanting to do it and really liking our reasons. So when I think about 75 hard and one of my reasons for wanting to do it, apart from there's a couple things. I knew you were doing it. One of my best friends was also doing it. And I love the community piece is something that I really do like. And so I thought it would be fun to be able to share that experience with other people and know that I would be supported in that. And both of you are phenomenal, you know, cheerleaders. And so, so I thought, okay, this is safe. <laughs> I, was in, I was doing a few things that I thought, I almost called it like cheating on myself. And I thought, you know what, I, I'm ready for like that next level of learning to have my back. Mm. And deciding like, okay, this is what I'm going to commit to. And out of this place of almost like curiosity, like, am I capable of doing this? Which it felt very hard for me. All of the things, almost all the things I do, except for the second workout outside. And if any of you live in the Midwest, like the outdoor workout, I'm kind of a fair weather worker, worker outer. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I don't think I can do that. I'm going to time this perfectly. And then as you and I know, we timed it in a year where the spring was very difficult. And I would find myself saying, this is so inconvenient, but I'd notice patterns. I would go out on my walk, for example, and I was angry like angry for the first five minutes. And then I would sink into this, almost like this joyful state. Like I'm so proud of myself. I can't believe I'm doing yeah. this. I did it. I said I was going to do it and I followed through. So there are, I think there are things that are, you know, frustrations or concerns, but also I think there are others that really are great. So it's, there's pros yeah. and cons. I, I agree with that. Had I tried to do something like this three years ago, I would have struggled, I would have beat myself up. I would have like put myself through so much mental shame in trying to do it. And had I even quote unquote been successful, it would not have been healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And I approached the challenge. Um, we started back in what, March? We're like, the weather's going to be great. It's going to be fine. And then it was like cold and rainy all season. Oh my goodness. And I was able to approach it this time in, in kind of the same way you were of I want to increase the accountability I have to myself and other areas of my life and business. And this is a very concrete way that I can recommit in more ways than one. And just from a curiosity perspective, I've always talked about 75 hard from the outside looking in, and I wanted to really be able to share about it, especially in relation to UDU82, from the perspective of someone who had been through it. And it's interesting because I was like, there, there is no failure option here because I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I am doing it and I'm starting and I'm committing and I'm finishing because I never want to experience this again in my life. And I did it and I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing so, but it was is largely from a, I just want to see what this is like. And I think that I was at a definite advantage because most of the things that ha- that challenge requires are things that I already do. I'm already reading more days than not. I'm already drinking a gallon of water a day. I'm already exercising. I was already training for a half marathon. So I definitely had the cards stacked in my favor. Um, Whereas years ago, I would not have. And the reason that I have the habits that I do now is largely in part of, you know, almost a year plus of doing You Do You 82 consecutively and starting in one place. And every time I did the challenge, adding 
another layer to what I was committing to. And so it's interesting to think about, you know, how much has transcribed that didn't feel like I was doing that much more with each round, but really helped me get from point A to, I can't even say point B, I don't even know what point I'm on at this point, but where I'm at in this season. So I would love for you, since we got connected through UDU82, from your perspective, because I talk about it all the time, from your perspective, what is UDU82 and what value do you see that it has for someone wanting to create healthy habits? Yeah. I mean, there's so many similarities in these two things. I mean, they're both habit, like habit programs, right? But like, here's a couple things that I think about specifically with UDU82 that is so helpful. First of all, if you're wanting community, but community that is fully supportive, that you know that you're safe, you know that there is no judgment, you're not going to be shamed, um, that you have created. And so I think if you want this, so there's a couple parts, it's like, it's super personalized, but you also have the community piece, which I think most people are wanting both of. So that's fabulous. But I also think with it, it is so individualized if you want it to be. And I know you do a good job of giving people ideas of sharing the habit trackers that other people have already created so that you can choose some of those if you feel like those align with you. But really, like even for me, I've been able to put some of my business things on there, which a lot of people aren't doing. And that's totally fine. But like I've been able to make it my own. And again, it goes back to I think this is in anything we want to create in order to be successful. One of the most powerful things we can do is decide intentionally what we want, make a decision and have our backs to show up and do the work to create it. And without some sort of accountability piece or some way of really knowing whether or not we did it, it's hard to know, right? Otherwise, we get to the end of the day and we're like, yeah, I don't know. Did I do that? I'm not sure. The end of the month and we're not quite sure. This really gives your brain a place to focus. So you're you're really intentional. If you look at it every morning, like, okay, these are what we're doing. And each night, check in with yourself. But again, with this, here's the difference I see. For me, 75 hard felt like it was, I'm still in it. It feels like it's somebody outside of me, um, like overseeing. It feels a little bit like, like overseeing and watching over me like this, right? And instead, this is about my relationship with myself. And there is nobody holding me accountable and I'm deciding whether or not I want to show up for myself. And when I do, I just think that the relationship we build with ourselves when we do what we said we wanted to do is like we are unstoppable when we do that. So that's what I think is like those two pieces are the power of your program, I think. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And I think that something I didn't expect when I created this was how much it was going to help people change their mindset, change their relationship with themselves. I didn't realize that I'm not the only one that struggles with perfectionism and procrastination and gold star syndrome and how this really helps teach women specifically how to give themselves grace, stand back up, try again, recommit. Because I know for me, I, for a very long time, would try to do things, it wouldn't go the way that I planned. And I would just, you know, put it in the pile of there is more evidence for reasons that I'm not enough. 
And this shows like we have the choice every minute of every day to try again. To your point, we don't have to wait till Monday to start again. We don't have to wait for January 1st to try something different. We get the choice, not even every day, but throughout the day of how am I going to recommit to taking care of myself? Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's where it's really about a personal growth journey instead of this trajectory that is just perfect. If we keep showing up for ourselves, we are going to ultimately grow. But it is about that meeting yourself where you are, recommitting over and over again, showing up for yourself with total love and compassion. And the other part I think that we haven't talked about, but I know is big for you, is finding ways to celebrate all of it. Every little single thing. And I think that just, it allows us to be able to do big things in a way that just is so joyful. Yeah. I think it's easy to look at a tracker or anything and think, oh, well, I missed this. I didn't do that. Look at that white square. It's not colored in. But when we look at those 82 days as a whole, what I like to say is, but look at every time you committed. Look at every single time you did the thing that you said you were going to do. It doesn't matter if it was simple, but you did it. And over time, that's how we build that confidence in ourselves to step into bigger and better things. I would not be doing what I'm doing now had it not been for that initial health and personal growth journey that I started. Because I learned to trust myself. I learned to believe in myself. I learned to set a goal and actually take steps to accomplish it. I'm not kidding when I say I went from whatever the opposite of a runner is to running multiple half marathons. That was unimaginable. And I think about that sometimes when I left my full-time job that I loved, that I felt safe doing, and stepping totally into the unknown to pursue entrepreneurship without even necessarily knowing what that meant yet, being like, but I went from being the opposite of a runner to running a half marathon. What steps do I need to take? What is my half marathon that I'm working towards? Because I know that I can do it. It's not always easy, but it's showing up. It's going out on a run when it's 95 degrees with 9 million percent humidity. It's taking messy action. It's celebrating the runs that felt terrible so that you can get to that run that felt amazing and being like, I'm actually doing this. And then getting to the point where you cross that finish line, whether it's a half marathon or getting on a stage to speak for the first time or um, you know, recommitting to the way that you parent, whatever that looks like, UDU82 seems so simple, but it teaches us to invest in ourselves, to trust ourselves, and to make our our health a priority and in return make ourselves a priority. Yeah. None of that can be underestimated. Mic drop. I love it. I love it so much. I I would drop the mic if I didn't work so hard at getting it all set up. (laughs) I don't think I'm dropping this mic anytime soon. I think it's going to stay right here on the table. (laughs) Oh, I seriously feel like we could talk about anything for hours, but even talking about habits and business, I just always so enjoy our time together. But before we go, I would love to know a little bit more about how you help your clients build habits for their business. You know, what what are some ways that you implement these types of strategies when you're working with your clients? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, there's so many things that I think we step into entrepreneurship in particular, or even some of my clients are thinking that they might want to go in that direction. And they're just starting the journey of like deciding for themselves if that's what they want or not. But as we have said, I think it starts with turning in and doing some like deep soul work where you are really asking yourself what you want, what you believe about what you are able to create. and you know, if you have that, what kind of relationship you have with yourself and then what kind of relationship you want to build with yourself. And really the beauty of, I work one-on-one with my clients, the beauty of that is then it's individualized, right? So we get to create a plan for you where you are recognizing what you want. And then we're setting up, you know, the habits and just like the systems and putting those in place so that you can really go after your dreams. But I think so many people get stuck in that. I just don't know what I want. I don't know what else I would do. Or this person is doing this. So that's what I think I should do. Right. And instead of looking out, it really, for the work that I do, it's about looking in and making some of those really bold decisions. It can feel so uncomfortable. But then if we look at that bigger picture where we're like creating an identity around the life that we want to create, then we work our way back to, and what would that look like on a daily basis, right? And instead of adding more, this is what I think is the beauty of your, you know, their habit tracker is there are not 20 things on there. I am really being intentional with my time. And instead of doing all of the things, no, these are my needle movers. I am only focused on these because I know that I'm building this intentionally as opposed to doing all of the things and burning ourselves out. I'm just not about that. I think that there is so much that we're missing when we are busying ourselves with all the things and instead really deciding intentionally what we want to do so that we can on because like we can meet our goals but if we hate the lives we're creating on the way there then what's the point so it's about i think on a daily basis being intentional and creating a life that we love right now that creates a life that we love wherever it is that we're going but like it's there's not better than here I think that's a misconception Mm. that so many of us have. If we hate where we are and we just keep hating it, thinking it's going to be better there, we're bringing that mindset with us. And wherever we go, it's not going to be enough and we're not going to, you know, enjoy it. So it's about creating things right now and ways of being that we love today. Boom. I was, my follow-up question was going to be, what is the one thing you would want someone to take from this conversation? But gosh, I just feel like you just dropped so much knowledge. Like that's it. That's the summary. That's the thing I think if you want to do big things, this is my belief. And I know that you know, this is true. Don't try and go alone. Find your community. Emily has this amazing community of people. And I think you are such a leader in the space of building deep connections with people. So like go into her community. You'll get so much support from her and the women that she's working with. You know, find a coach, do what you need so that you do not feel alone in this. Like really, there are women who are just a few steps ahead of you who want to really partner up with you and help you to create more in your life. That's what we are all here to do. I think that's the most 
post. Like when we talk about social media, I think there's a lot of negative things. And I just disagree. I'm like, we have so many amazing women who are all here to serve and to, to become better themselves, but also to like collectively make women and our communities better. Like partner up with them. You don't have to go alone. I so agree with that. And I like to think, you know, generations and generations ago, we weren't doing life on our own. Women have always been communal. Women have always been working together for the betterment of the whole. And I agree with you. I am so inspired daily by the women that I'm close with online because I do think there's this deep yearning desire to go alongside each other together to do incredible things. And I think even more so when you're in a rural community, that means even more. And the more that we can find each other and elevate each other, I, gosh, I get chills. Like we're unstoppable. You and I are going to start crying again. (laughs) Gosh, yeah, seriously. How many times have we talked and just wept wept about, (laughs) about how much we love this? Gosh, thank you so much for being here with us today. If someone um, is super mega inspired by you, which of course that they are, and want to continue a relationship with you, how do they find you? Where can you point them to get to know you better? Yeah. So I am primarily on Instagram. So at Katrina Kluster, that I love Instagram. That's my playground. So come and drop in my DMs, send me a message. I love to meet the people in my community. Sounds wonderful. We'll link everything in the show notes. And again, I'm just so, so grateful for our time here together. I know every time I get to sit down with you, I learn something. I feel more inspired. So thank you for blessing us with your gifts today. Thank you so much. I always love talking to you too. Bringing this podcast to life has literally been a dream come true, but it's not the only thing I've been working on this summer. My website is finally live. There, you can find information about Masterminds, UDU82, my upcoming retreat, how to book me as a speaker, and of course, the show notes for today's episode. Check it out at emilyrushell.com, E-M-I-L-Y-R-E-U-S-C-H-E-L.com. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushell over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.